0: the always use your head Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of A Changing Attitude, the podcast where we take you down the dark, deep journey through the attitude era of WWF to see whether it was as good as those rose-coloured glasses tell us. I am Mags and on on the show with me this week, um, Mr Tanner from, um, from over there in Texas. This show was in your hometown. Um, how are you, sir?
1: hello yes uh this was uh yeah the show took place in san antonio uh the the birth town of of myself hometown of sean michaels the place where the alamo happened home of the san antonio spurs and the Riverwalk, and uh uh yeah uh
0: lots of great mexican food as well mm-hmm. um, <laughs> i mean brilliant uh but... <laughs> Also coming along with us is somebody who, as I assume, has never been to San Antonio, uh, but he's certainly been to Scotland, Kent, and London. Uh, Danny, Danny, how are you, sir? I'm really well, thank you, thanks. Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. I'm not doing too bad. Um, normally we would also have Ori here, uh, but unfortunately she's having a, a a bit of a family emergency, so uh, lots of love to, to her. And hopefully she will be back on the show uh, very, very soon. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this week's episode, we've, uh, we've finally got there. Uh, we're starting to get deep into 1997 now, and we're actually at the first pay-per-view of 1997, uh, the the 1997 Royal Rumble. So this, was, as Tanner alluded to, was in San Antonio, the Alamo Dome, um, a sellout crowd of 60,525 uh, according to uh, Shagadev, um it was actually more likely that there was 48,000 paid uh, and a lot of the tickets went down um, to 5 to $10 prices which kind of makes sense. WWE was certainly in a funk at this time in terms of ratings, uh, and mm. nothing uh, looks better than having a full sixty thousand uh, seater stadium. Um, so it, it it kind of does make sense. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into the show. So we uh, we have a. a a pretty cool uh, opening video package focusing on, essentially, the prodigal son returning home to his, uh, his native land of, uh, of San Antonio. He left as a boy and he's returning as a man. Tanner, what did you think of, of San, uh, San Antonio's very own Sean Michaels, the, the, the son of San Antonio, coming home?
1: I mean, it's it's just it's just a wonderful time, you know, <laughs> to uh, 19, be alive <laughs> in 1997. You know, uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, uh, let, let's be honest, yeah. I mean, wrestling's always been pretty big in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. um, San Antonio I, is not traditionally, I would say, a wrestling town per se um, for, for Texas. Um, but obviously, Sean is is one of uh, San Antonio's finest. And, you know, it's it's really just kind of like there's there's only so many things that like San Antonio, um, this is not a knock on San Antonio at all. Um, great town, great, great city. Um, but there's like, there's the San Antonio Spurs and then there's Shawn Michaels and that's about it, right? <laughs> um, in terms of like notoriety, the Alamo, the Alamo is big um but like that, yeah like those would be like your three big things if you're from San Antonio like oh you know the, the Spurs you know Sean you know the Alamo um so yeah i mean it's it's no no surprise that when Sean Michael's turns up in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio Texas that there's a raucous reception for him
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um and we we see that we've got Jim Ross uh, Vince and Jerry Lawler on commentary uh for now Jerry Lawler we'll see him uh we'll see him a little bit later on uh, as he's one of the entrants in the Royal Rumble uh but the card opens with uh, uh the uh Goldust versus uh Hunter Helmsley um we get a little bit of a backstory about why this feud has, has come to pass with uh Jerry Lawler calling uh Goldberg uh Goldust some horrific sl- um bigoted slander um, we've got Hunter Hearst <laughs> <Yeah>. Helmsley <laughs> essentially, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, they um, they actually bleeped it out on this, which is good. Mm. They didn't uh bleep it out on the original uh episode of, of Raw, which uh was, was quite jarring. But then mm. we also see uh Triple H and his uh, attempt at kidnap and sexual assault. Um, but then we we actually get uh the intercontinental match, and we see Hunter he has got himself a, a new sexy young valet in one big old Mr. Curtis Hughes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we get, um, um, for me, a slow match. Uh, and I want to say it was very... Um, slow paced, um, we know that these two can, can go with with some of the best of them around 1997, but this felt like a miss for me. Um, nothing really kind of out there in terms of uh, things that were offensive or, or botched, I suppose, just you know that both these guys could, could do better and um, I'm certainly glad that we're getting to the point where this feud is is coming to an end. The stuff with uh, with uh, Jerry Lawler has not sold me whatsoever. Uh, Hunter as this kind of lecherous uh, pervert is is not something that that I'm particularly interested interested in. Uh, but we get a fairly decent. Sixteen minute match, certainly not a a good opener. Not something that you would want to kind of rile up the crowd and get you excited for a pay per view. Um, Tanner, what did you think of uh, of this opening match?
1: Man, I, I got to say, I'm I'm kind of in the same camp as you. Um, this match was uh, it, it's it's decent, right? Like if you if you look back on it, Triple H and 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 you know Dustin Rhodes are both. Uh, great workers, right? They they both have an enormous knowledge base. They're supremely talented. Um, and this is, a, again, a real turning of the corner compared to some of the stuff that we would have seen in the um, late 80s, early 90s. But again, uh, the whole angle of Triple H trying to steal away Molina because he thought Goldust may have been uh, gay um <laughs> it was kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. um and then uh, yeah the, the it's very creepy Triple H is a very <laughs> creepy kind of character in this angle um yeah, it's just very distasteful um <laughs> overall uh, the match was fine, I suppose i was just I was just more relieved that it was over, <laughs> you know, that the match is over and hopefully that this angle is over, um, more than anything else.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we get some interesting stuff in, in the match. There's, uh, there's, um, the, the figure four, which is a kind of a throwback to one of triple H's mentors. Uh, we mm-hmm. see, uh, we see, um, triple H kiss Marlena. We see Mr. Hughes get involved for, for the distraction. We see the, Intercontinental title coming to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh triple h does come away with the victory uh retains his 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 title uh danny uh are you glad to see the back of this uh this feud and uh and what did you think of the match in general
2: absolutely yeah glad to see the back of it um this uh i think the announcers were glad to see the back of it because they cut away <laughs> yeah. to um colin ray uh during uh, in an awkwardly timed interview that couldn't have waited till
0: after <laughs> so... <laughs> and to- todd pringle with a, a shaved haircut as well mm. Mm. That was weird to see as well. <laughs>
2: but yeah, I was glad to uh in overall, yeah, it was a it was a very slow match as you both alluded to. Um it could have they could have shaved off at least five minutes of this for me. Yeah, it
1: was and, a very um, long, very long mm-hmm. match.
0: Yeah. That's that's uh, what I think of it. And then after that, we get a couple of backstage segments of uh, what tends to happen with a Royal Rumble, that you get um, little vignettes of, of entrants uh, bullying themselves up, really kind of letting you know why they're going to win. We see uh, Bret Hart just chilling uh, in the in the locker room, uh, saying that he's a marked man uh, and that he's, uh, he's going to win the Royal Rumble. Then we see Mankin, uh saying he sees the Royal Rumble as an opportunity to hurt people. Even those who he likes and then it's gonna be it's gonna be a nasty, which is a, a little bit creepy, um, can't lie. Uh, then we go to um, the the second match, um, Farouk versus Ahmed Johnson. Farouk uh, flanked by uh, this first iteration of the Nation of Domination with uh, the, the the wannabe white rappers, uh, Snow and Eminem. Um, yeah. Um, Farouk Coming out in and starting the fight in in leather pants, bit weird, yeah. Um, anyway, um, is, is it is it weird?
1: Like, I mean, yeah, he would later wear jeans, like full jeans, and then I guess go back to the spandex. Um,
0: yeah, I, I suppose, and and we have to compare him as well to Gladiator Farouk, which yes. was the weirdest of the weird. So wearing leather pants, maybe not as weird, but it, it was all to kind of have a little spot where he's, he gets essentially his, his pants ripped off by by Ahmed Johnson, which is cool. Um, but yeah, um, this match, uh, I, I thought it was a, a, a nice way to kind of put to bed this very elongated feud this has been going on since essentially since we started the show uh, or a few weeks into starting the show uh we've then with injuries and gimmick changes it's kind of been put on the back burner uh but we finally got that kind of a blow-off match uh it again like the first one it was a little bit slow um but at least it was only around half of the 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 time uh we get the 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 obvious uh, influences uh, from the from the uh the the nation leading to the 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 DQ finish i would have liked uh, a more Definitive finish, I suppose, but you've got to keep Farouk looking strong. The nation is a, a relative new um, concept, and that's going to be something that that he really gets his teeth into over the next year or so. Uh, but it also makes Ahmed uh, still look uh, look pretty strong. Um, there were some interesting chair shots to uh, to Ahmed's kidney area. Uh, and I like the way that Farouk picked a, a specifically cushioned chair. Uh, there was a lot of padding on that chair. Protect your protect your opponent at all times, I suppose. Uh, and we also see D'Lo Brown again, uh, making a, another appearance. Um, mm. Not mentioned by name yet, but he's obviously will become one of the the, the bigger members of, of the nation. But yeah, Danny, what did you uh, what did you reckon to to this match? A decent blow to the feud, or another uh, storyline where you are glad to see the back of it?
2: Yeah, it was definitely uh, something I'm happy to see the back of again. <laughs> but uh, one thing really stood out to me during this was the after the match, uh, you see uh, Armour Johnson just Pearl River plunge. Um, who was that? Was that Delo? He
0: pull up, pull up, he went through the table. No, I don't think it was Delo this time. He went oh. through the car. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> who was that? He went through the table. <laughs> I think it was just one of the the Normart ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That.
2: Looked absolutely brutal. I mean, everything you, was on the table. You um, can,
0: yeah, he lands pretty much on two monitors, uh, mm. and he, the, the, the twist only uh for the pearl of plunge only just comes with a millisecond to go. Otherwise, he's landing essentially on his neck and his and his shoulder. Um but you, you could kind of telegraph that a table was gonna go through because Vince had already introduced the Spanish and French uh, uh commentary team, so yeah. one of those were, were getting bummed out this week. This time it was the I think it was the French one that the, they went through. Yeah. But yeah, that was probably the most interesting part of the match to be fair. Yeah. What did you think of it, Heather? Yeah,
1: I mean look, when when all this started all these many months ago and there was some hype behind it about Ahmed Johnson and Farouk and them having this this big uh, heated match here and then it kind of, uh, I guess, kind of uh, subsided a bit because of Ahmed Johnson's uh, kidney injury. Um, you know, it, it felt like, okay, we might, be, we might be brewing something special here as time goes on. And it's just felt like it's gone on too long now, <laughs> so um, yeah. I mean, this the, again. The match is it is what it is. I feel like I, I feel like it could have all it could have been so much better, but given all of the circumstances behind it, I, I, I think that it would have it it maybe never would have lived up to the hype that maybe we initially got when we see. Okay, here's Ahmed Johnson. Here's you know ron simmons right it's 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 disappointing so i i i can't help but agree with both you and Danny here on this one
0: mm-hmm and, and and I think if if we hadn't had that injury and we'd have got the the storyline um, coming to its natural conclusion in in a, a timely manner, it probably would have been, had a better payoff. It's the fact that, that we've had to forget about the story and then revisit it uh, months down the line. Um, it's it's it kind of lost its its spark, lost its momentum, it, I suppose. It's lost its smile. Yeah. <laughs> ah now that's that's a, a future episode so a very very uh a very soon future episode Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, this is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out Cheshire.com, bringing you breaking news interviews podcasts galore Everything progressing. make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got
2: a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
0: Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to
1: download it for free. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said,
0: done. But after that match, we get some more, uh, uh the, the rumble vignettes. Uh, we see Santan, uh, Santan. Why am I saying Santana? This is I, really I don't know. San Antonio Car- Carlos
1: Santana. He came yeah. out and did he the wants Royal to be Rumble, so smooth. Yeah, Royal Rumble <laughs> halftime show with yeah, with uh what's his face from Matchbox 20? Rob yeah. Thomas. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> but no, we actually get Terry Funk, uh, and he's talking about uh how all the rest of the, the the stars in the Rumble are faster, younger, stronger, but this is Texas and he's Texas bred Texas uh, fed, and he is yeah. also born to rumble. Apparently, yeah.
1: Uh, it's funny that he says he's Texas bred because uh, you know, given his number in the Royal Rumble, he's nothing but Texas toast, if you will. <laughs> 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 just, just... This was um, it was a really good
2: promo, though, wasn't it? It was like he knew exactly how oh. to kite Oh yeah, a
0: yeah. huge fan Funk.
1: of Terry Funk, you know, yeah. I mean, the man deserves all the respect in the world uh, mm-hmm. for, for everything that he's done to himself for everybody in in the wrestling world, really.
0: Yeah, and, and I think this is the era, if, I, if I've if i got my dates right, where Terry Funk was actually um, working for ECW at the time, mm. uh, and, and that kind of working relationship between WWF and ECW uh, is what says they got, got Terry the gig uh, but after Terry we get uh, Todd uh, Pettingill interviewing uh, Farouk and the Nation, they go over what's happened in, in the match, said it's the the first shot in a war against Ahmed Johnson, I hope to God it was also the last shot um, <laughs> but he, uh, he, Farouk says that if he sees Ahmed in, in the in the rumble, that he's going to put him away calls Ahmed oh, and Uncle Tom yikes uh jeez <laughs> yeah uh and then we we build into uh vader versus versus the undertaker and yeah again i um, I was left deflated with this match um and i think a lot of the reason for it is is the the very lackluster build to this mm. um essentially the the build was um, when both guys were were perhaps vying for that for that world title uh, in uh, in a recent row that we that we covered, uh, it's led to to this match, um, but it was a, a, an average big man match. Both these guys are. Uh, um, for me need a better dance partner than 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 the other obviously vader um did really well with, against uh the smaller opponents in in the the likes of Shawn michael's um mm-hmm. undertaker is becoming that that kind of ring veteran but he's still probably not quite there yet uh and yeah this this match just felt like it had no no meat on the bone for me um we we get the, the kind of uh the greatest hits of of, of both guys moves. Um we see the, the attempts at old school but Vader's uh, got it scouted. We see uh um the power bombs from Vader, uh we see chalk slams, uh we see Paul Bearer coming out and getting involved, um getting essentially no sold by bar taker. Um weird combination of Bearer and uh, Vader for me. Don't really look like two people who would uh would be uh, on the same wavelength, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, interesting uh, finish with uh, with Vader picking up the, the victory. Um, I, I can understand why he's lost quite a lot of, uh, of big matches recently and, and Undertaker's always going to be somebody who is essentially bulletproof when it comes to, to results. But, uh, Tanner, uh, let us know your, your thoughts on this match.
1: You would think... That given both men's time um, and experience that they would have been able to pull off um, a, a better match. this is still not a bad match, but I think that this is um, far from m- a- again the expectations that maybe were set before it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, it does seem a bit rushed um, this particular this particular angle between the two and this particular match between the two. Um, and I'm, if my memory serves me correctly, we, we don't really go anywhere from here uh, between these two. Um, I, so
0: could, I, I could be wrong. I think they're both in the the, the main event for the next pay per view, but it's more um, because we'll see the title get vacated and stuff like that, which we will get into future episodes of, of the show. But uh, mm-hmm. essentially, um, Michaels wins the title. He then loses his smile. Uh, mm-hmm. then there's some kind of like um controversy with the finish of the rumble, which we will get to later, which leads to uh a four way at the next pay per view, the pay per view going into into WrestleMania. Uh and I think Vader's involved, is uh Austin, Brett, um, and mm-hmm. Taker uh involved. So yeah, essentially that's what it's it's leading to. Mm hmm Yeah,
1: um, I would hope, again, that with a little bit more time, we could get some some better outings between the two. But it does... It, again, this is far from the worst match on the card. But it, it no. does, again, leave you with a sense of wanting, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a decent enough big man match. And I think it, it's definitely an improvement upon maybe what we saw in the previous match with Ahmed Johnson and Farouk. Um, but, uh, but, yeah... I, I, Undertaker could have um I I've kind of been on his case throughout this this series. I mean, Undertaker certainly could have um done a bit more in in, in this era. Vader actually this is kind of this is kind of prime Vader, I feel like. Um but I don't know. I, th- I think that we could have certainly gotten better between these two.
0: Yeah, um I, I agree with you and I think a lot of that is the build that they haven't had a lot of time mm-hmm. to to get people invested. Um and like I said, both it, it felt like they were dialing it in for me. Uh yeah. this was definitely not their, their best work. But the we do get an interesting uh uh end to the match with uh uh taker chalk slamming the ref. Um Essentially throwing a, a temper tantrum, and then he actually squares up to Vince McMahon, uh, shouts in his face, um, and then we see uh, uh, Paul Bearer and Vader um, walking away. Um, essentially, Paul Bearer to the camera saying that he's the smartest one and he uh, he got one over on on uh, on Taker. Uh, Danny, what do you think of this uh, this kind of finish and uh, the the match in general?
2: I was really surprised because uh, I thought The Undertaker was going to win this. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, it was really good um, how Vader just hit him with his finish and then got the free count. Um, I didn't like uh, Paul Beer just randomly just showing up out of nowhere. I think if he came out with Vader, it would have been a bit more effective. But, yeah, other than that, um, I used to covered it already. It was kind of like a clash of styles mm-hmm. uh, to me. But,
0: yeah, yeah. So then after that, we get some more um, Royal Rumble entrant vignettes. Uh Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, just having a, an, an, uh, a wander backstage, uh, complains uh, that the cameramen are, are where they don't belong, uh, says that he's not going to talk to anybody until he throws 29 pieces of trash over the top rope uh, and then essentially tells the cameraman to, to, to cut and, and stick it. Mm-hmm. And then we get arguably one of the best um Royal Rumble vignettes in the history of uh, of this great sport. Uh British Bulldog arriving at the arena, uh suitcasing tour, uh says he's got history with Royal Rumbles. Um the fans um cheer for for Bulldog and then he utters the the line that will go down in infamy that I'm going to make history by winning the rumble tonight because and bizarre just <laughs> absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant love um, it got me hyped for the Royal rumble i want to see just how bizarre uh, david by smith is uh, but that leads to uh to um a horrific horrific match i hated this match with with all my being um so we got the uh the lucha libre match um the so it was Hector Garza, uh, Canek, and Pero Aguayo taking on Fuerza, uh, Guerrero, Heavy Metal, and Estrada. Um, yeah, this was uh, to do with the 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 links between CMML um, mm. and AAA that, that WWE had been uh, WWF at this time had been had been kind of fostering. Um, essentially, like the 2022 Royal Rumbles, they didn't have enough talent in the in the ranks to fill those rumbles, so it was bring up some guys from uh, from Mexico to 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 make up the numbers uh, and to uh, bump that up. They had to involve essentially give the the Lucha Libres a, a spot on the on the show. Now, normally, a Lucha Libre match would be quite exciting. you get some really uh, cool technical wrestling, uh, maybe some mm. stuff in 1997 that a lot of Western fans and a lot of casuals had, had never really seen before. Uh, mm. But what we got here was was none of that. It was, it I was think what, I disappointing. Think what you, yeah, I think mm. what
1: you're getting here um, is the distinct difference between CMLL and... Pretty much every other uh, wrestling league, wrestling league, wrestling company uh, in Mexico, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, CMLL has always been a more traditionalist wrestling company. Uh, You know, I think they still do two out of three falls rules to this day uh, for their matches. Um, Which, I mean, yeah, that's that's actually uh, I I find that to be kind of cool. But it is all more about that technical ground base kind mm-hmm. of style of lucha libre as opposed to what you would have seen had you turned on nitro and soul um you know eddie guerrero or Rey Mysterio, psychosis Juve. um you know it's very very different from that style um so if you are like oh man we're gonna get some lucha action here Um, it is not the, the Lucha kind of action that I think that most people, uh, think of when they, when they envision Mm -hmm. Lucha Libre, um, the, those that you have in this match here, I mean, look, you've got, uh, Pero Aguayo, who would have been in his fifties at this time, probably, uh, Hector Garza, a pretty new face on the scene. You know, uh, with all intents and purposes, I think he was the youngest person in the match, if I'm not. Yeah, uh, mistaken. I think,
0: uh, if I remember rightly, Fuerza Guerrero was actually hoovering to Guerrero's dad. Uh,
1: yes, I think that you're probably right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at this time, Triple A was the company that had all of the the cool connections with WCW. Uh, WWF said, okay, well, we'll, we'll partner up with CMLL, the other guys. And it, uh, uh, yeah, I I don't know if this was the right move per se. Hector, Hector Garza would have been a huge get, I think, had they given him the time, but, uh, you, you really got a lot of guys who were past their prime here. Mm. Yeah.
0: and, And, and you do make a good point that this is classic, um, technical map based wrestling but when you uh as a western fan who who doesn't have a lot of access to that you see natron you see these half flyers and you see this uh this amazing technical skill and you think that that's what wwe are bringing to the table and then you see chain wrestling on on the mat you mm. see uh, we see tests of strength you see uh, yeah. submission moves <laughs> it's it's very jarring to watch mm. um mm. Uh, well
1: you also have to remember this is in San Antonio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, San Antonio uh, is a massive uh, market for uh, for I guess more or less uh, lucha libre and and that that's really kind of where. Um, I think wrestling is is big in San Antonio. Is the Lucha Libre experience, so the, you're getting a lot of people, uh, especially uh, Hispanic people, who are going to be very familiar with a lot of these names. Pero Aguayo certainly mm-hmm. um, would have been huge. Uh, you know, if you if you told people in San Antonio in 1997 Pero Aguayo was going to be there, uh, they would know who you're talking about. But you just like if you if you're going out of your way to try and like showcase something and give people a reason to be excited this is not the match if you're trying to get butts in seats then maybe you did the right thing here
0: yeah i suppose i mean for me the what kind of hit the 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 nail on the head was when you see um uh, Perro, uh, I think it's Perro He goes for a, a torpe. Um He then clams um, onto the ropes and uh, on, and then onto the apron and does an axe handle. Um, and you think this is the best we're getting. This is going to be the most technical wrestling that we we're, we're gonna get from this. Um, yeah. Then we see him essentially botch the the double stomp, uh, gets the elbow drop. Picks up the win, yeah. I, I mean, people may really love this. I thought it was a whole big bag of shit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Danny agrees. It's, it's a
1: <laughs> yeah. bit harsh, um, but yeah, this was this was not this was not a good match.
2: No. <laughs> I mean, you're right with that. I mean, even the crowd was dead during this entire
1: match. I don't know if you yeah. noticed, but yeah, it was just it was like there was no one there. P- um, and particularly the- all the green goes, you know, that were in the <laughs> crowd. They were both, they were pretty silent. The thing with, uh, that made me laugh was, uh, was Vince McMahon
2: saying, "Only in the WWF will you see action like this." Yeah,
0: <laughs> very very true. <laughs> this <laughs> the, sucks. <laughs> yeah, the, the fourth match in a row that we've seen action like this. Um, totally. but that leads us straight into. uh into the whole point of the Royal Rumble pay per view, the Royal Rumble thirty man over the top row uh, match. Uh, we get yeah. Fink actually coming to the the, uh, the ring to uh, announce the attendance. He actually says uh, sixty thousand four hundred seventy seven, which is uh, actually lower than the the original figure. That's normally not <laughs> WWE's way. They're normally bulking up by a few a few thousand. Um, he then goes through the rules of the Rumble. Um, Uh, New entries come down apparently every 90 seconds, but there's a lot of times when um, it's a little bit over, a lot of times when it's a little bit under. Uh, There is a lot of technical issues uh, in this match. Uh, Sometimes you see the clock, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you'll hear wrestling music, sometimes you don't. It's all (laughs) pot luck. Um, Mm. But we see um, that Crush is uh, number one from Nation and Domination. Now, who could be number two? Gee, let me think. As if this wasn't pre-planned, Ahmed Johnson is number two. Uh,
1: Because he's the shit. That's why. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) So then uh, they brawl, and I think uh, it's Razor, uh, one of Tanner's favourites, Razor Ramon, coming out in in number three. He gets the job entrance of no clock or music, which is fun. Um... (laughs) Is is, is 1997 too too before the clock? I mean, I suppose, but there's times when you do see the clock, though, so it's a bit... I guess you're right. It's a bit weird. Um, But I didn't
1: notice. I was just like, oh, who's coming out?
0: (laughs) Unfortunately for you, Tanner, uh, Razor doesn't last that long.
1: Yeah, he he gets a little bit of action in there, and... uh yeah <laughs> he, he he tries to to scuffle with Ahmed Johnson and that turns out just great for him mm-hmm. uh just gets dumped out <laughs> nearly and immediately
0: we we're quickly on the road to the end of this uh, ridiculous um razor and diesel um situation See, Jim Ross you, Jim- <laughs> you said this about three months ago, <laughs> the key—I mean—they have to use the, the the stars because the talent uh, roster is, is threadbare.
1: Yeah, no, you're but right.
0: we are getting to the point where th- these characters won't turn up anymore. We've already got Jim Ross kind of like uh, moving away from heel Jim Ross back to mm. bad guy Jim Ross. Tanner just decided to leave. That's awesome. Um, I don't know if he's coming back. Will ca- here he is. Sorry, we we're so offended by a bad guy Jim Ross. <laughs> I was, I'm
1: not going to have any Jim Ross besmirchment here on this show. No, he, he's probably he's probably at commentary or like behind the scenes, <laughs> being like Vince, I I should have told you, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. why did
0: you go and hire these guys, Vince? <laughs> like By God, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to be a heel. By (laughs) God, I'll kiss your ass next time. Um, But after after um, Reza is eliminated, we see Farouk uh, in the aisle to tease. Uh, Ahmed Ahmed does the the old macho man special where he eliminates himself. Uh, uh, to... He
1: he pointed at the air in a circle and, and <laughs> he, he Ooh, yeah. like, started pound, pounding on his elbow, <laughs> threatening the the elbow drop. That's what he did.
0: So that <laughs> that essentially gives Crush a little bit of breathing space uh, in there on his own. Uh, finish, I think it's Phineas Godwin is in next. Uh, then Austin comes out.
1: Um, yeah there you go. This is where the rumble starts to change. Yeah.
0: I
2: know. I just want to say one thing about Stone Cold. It was a surprisingly low reaction when he came out. Did you notice that?
1: Yeah. It it was a bit underwhelming. Um but he's while he is a native Texan, um he he was very very strong heel at this time. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. so I mean, you know, I think we're going to start seeing that corner turn here after WrestleMania, where you're going to start hearing Stone Cold's pops get a lot stronger.
0: Yeah, but it's it's the same thing that we've kind of reiterated week after week on the show that the the Austin Three Sixteen uh, thing didn't take off instantly like the WWE likes to portray that it did. We yeah. now we're now into year two of Austin Three Sixteen, and it's still it's still kind of like slowly coming to a, a a rolling boil i suppose mm-hmm. uh but you're, you're right and he doesn't get a, a huge pop but he does uh he does become the iron man of the of the show thing uh he ends up uh um eliminating crush uh oh no he eliminates phineas after uh, phineas has eliminated crush uh we get Bart gun he's not in the in the um match for too long uh Whiffs on the first attempt at a clothesline, he's eliminated on the second. We then get Jake Roberts comes in, Uh, then (laughs) number eight, the bizarre one himself, Bulldog, um, comes out, which is uh, we start getting uh, quite a few names in in the match. We then see um, Roberts get thrown out, Uh, Piroth, I think, from Triple H is in at nine, Um, Sultan at ten. Eleven was actually probably the biggest Mexican star uh, in, in the business uh, at the time, Mil Mascaris. Um, mm. he, he goes into a bit of a, a trading of chops against the Sultan.
1: Mil Mascaris at this point has been in the business for about 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, he, at least 20 or, twenty to 30 I mean, yeah, he's definitely he's, one of the biggest stars of in, in Mexico. But uh, and
0: and yeah. one of the, the the kind of caveats for him to to be in this match was that he wasn't to be eliminated by anybody. Uh, that's why you see him uh, essentially eliminating himself later in the match when he does the 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 dive over the top rope. Yeah, he was uh, in his contract with the company that that no WWE or WWF wrestler was was uh, allowed to eliminate him. Um, but that's we insane. see <laughs> yeah. Um we see Owen Hart in at 13. He helps to eliminate Bulldog which uh causes a little bit of friction there. Uh he claims it's an accident and Bulldog's like you bloody eliminated me bloody hell how
1: dare you we didn't even get a chance to see him do anything bizarre like he didn't run around and lick all of, like the, the <laughs> corner turnbuckle pads he didn't he, he didn't well, like
0: david the bulldog steel
1: yeah he <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah. he didn't like try to you know do anything super weird uh nothing. Yeah, just nothing. He, he
0: just he wasn't in it long enough unfortunately um <laughs> So, 14 is Goldust, um, 15, I think, is uh, uh and straight away, Mil Mascaris is, is ripping at Cibinetico's mask. 16 is uh, Mark Miro. Um, Mil Mascaris throws out both the, the, the other Mexicans in the match and then eliminates himself, as I, as I, as I mentioned. Um, mm. Then we see Goldust eliminating Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. 17 was Latin Lover. Yes. Yeah, mm. Latin Lover throws a he he super kicks pretty much everybody. Yeah, good on him. He, yeah. he came in here
1: like a house on fire, uh, just tearing everybody down. Mm-hmm. Good showing here for a Latin Lover.
0: Uh, we see Farouk at eighteen. He eliminates Latin Lover. Uh, I think also Owen eliminates <laughs> Gold Dust around this time. Uh, Ahmed comes out with the two by four. He uh, he. Eliminates Farouk Does it? I mean he throws him over the top ropes, but uh, he wasn't In the match so I don't no. know if that Counts, maybe it feels A little bit kind of like Maven And Undertaker-esque there mm, uh, Perhaps um, Austin uh, meanwhile uh, Eliminates uh, Miro And and Owen uh, Savio Vega comes in uh, Double J, Jesse James is in He's uh, He's out pretty much Straight away um, mm. So at this point, Austin is essentially cleaned house, uh, having yeah. a little bit of a rest.
1: Yeah, this is the uh, the infamous spot of him going up to sit on the turnbuckle pad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's like he's looking at his imaginary watch. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it, it's a spot that they, they, I think they repeat it uh, in the next year's Royal Rumble. Um, hmm but yeah he he hears um brett's music hit uh, and we get that um uh, that zoom up on his uh on his shocked face as if he didn't realize brett was was in the match <laughs> um but we we get a cool little uh little um ninety second match between those two before um the king's music hits and he stands up from uh from the commentary booth says mm. um, he's uh, if you want to he's going to win. Laker stops his sentence, enters the ring, gets whooped straight away, comes back and finishes his sentence, uh, which I thought was a, a cool touch. Uh, I've been sandbagging on on Lola all the way through the show, but I thought that was a, a cool touch to that not being in the <laughs> match long enough to to even finish a sentence. I, I think that. This was a bit of a botch. It felt like they were trying to break the record of uh, Luke Bushwacker. He was meant to get in the ring and then it be eliminated straight away. But uh, unfortunately, Brett needs two punches to, to knock him out of the, the, the match. But it was still a funny, uh, cool spot. It was. Um, they, did you notice they
2: repeated this in uh, 2012? With uh, Michael Cole, Booker T, and the King when mm-hmm. they all ran in the ring uh, from the announce table, it was pretty <laughs> cool. I always like little things like that,
0: <laughs> yeah, little uh, throwbacks and little kind of, uh, yeah. um, uh stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so twenty three is Diesel. Um, twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> wow, poor Glenn Jacobs. Uh, hey, there's, 20... nothing,
1: there's nothing wrong with with <laughs> Glenn Jacobs nowadays. Uh, you know, uh, besides being a mayor, uh, you know, I mean, he's 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 living a fairly good life. Let's not let's not pity Glenn Jacobs here. <laughs> uh, you know, he's he's living his
0: life uh, <laughs> pretty well, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, um, at twenty-four is Terry Funk. Rocky yeah. at twenty-five, Mankind. At- 26, and we see a little kind of a uh, battle between Funk and Mankind, which is always cool. Anytime Mick Foley and Terry Funk uh, go at each other, it's uh, it's always a fun time. 27 is uh, Flash Funk, which uh, brings a lot of uh, comedy from the, the, the commentary about there being two Funks. I bet this, bet this would have made Vince's blood boil. Because we all know how he hates wrestlers who have the same names. I'm surprised he didn't. No, he's just called Flash. God damn it! Oh no, he's just called Terry.
2: <laughs> it's like um, uh, when Hurricane came to the WWF. He wasn't allowed to be called Shane because there was already a Shane in the on screen. So I can see what you mean, Max.
0: Yeah. Um, so after that, 28 is Vader, um, 29 is the other pig farmer, Henry, and the final one, uh, Undertaker, uh mm. 30. So we've got a, a pretty packed um, ring now. Uh, Tay comes in and, and lays a smack on everybody. Uh, Vader throws uh, Flash Funk out. Um, then we see uh, Taker uh, choke slamming uh, uh, Godwin out of the ring. Rocky Maravilla goes for a crossbody, uh, but uh, Mick Foley gets the, the mandible claw and is able to push Rocky over the over the ropes. Um, Mankind and Terry Funk uh, end up on the apron. Um, Mankind suplexes F- uh, Funk to the floor and then Taker uh, essentially pushes him to to join him. That leads to um, one of the more important uh, spots in, in this match where those two, uh, Funk and Mankind, are brawling on the outside. So that distracts all the referees around the ring uh, for them to to uh, come and 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 tear the two guys apart, uh, which means that they miss Brett throwing out Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. Uh, Austin uh, stands at the on the, on the, the ringside, leaning on the apron, realizes that no one has actually seen him, uh, and then sneaks his way uh, back into the ring. Um, he then dumps out uh, Taker and Vader who are, who are grappling against the ropes whilst uh, Brett uh, eliminates Diesel. Brett thinks he's won and then Austin uh, throws Brett out and, and the referees come in and declare, uh, declare Brett the winner. So, interesting uh, finish, uh, very unique finish to a, to a rumble. And again, we see uh, uh, Vince McMahon getting chastised by one of his, uh, one of his um, uh, talents, uh, Brett is not a happy bunny whatsoever and a relatively quick pay-per-view as well uh, a re- I mean a relatively quick Royal Rumble uh, in less than an hour um, mm-hmm. what what did you guys think of, uh, of of this Rumble what did you guys think of the finish uh, uh, how do you think it went uh, let's go to you first uh, Tanner
1: um, so this one historically has gotten a lot of flack for not being very good um, but I mean, I would say this is I would actually uh, would have rather seen this as opposed to uh, the one that we got here in 2022. Um, this this actually had at least some semblances of excitement. Um, even though the CMLL er, uh, wrestlers earlier in the night did not uh, uh, draw so much inspiration, um, I, I think that they at least added an element of something different. Even though we all kind of knew that they really didn't stand a chance here um the austin and bret hart dynamic seemed to work pretty well um and then the finish was was really good too like i, I liked how it kind of got down to you know the the last group of like really big stars and then it ends with austin dumping out bret hart uh, just to further you know <laughs> you know, further inflame that feud. I I thought this was actually uh, pretty decently done. Not the best Royal Rumble uh, on the face of the planet, uh, but you do get a lot of really, uh, really good moments here, um, especially Mm -hmm. from Austin and Brett. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalogue of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net.
0: Yep, Danny,
2: your, yep. your views? Yep, definitely the same as that. Um, this whole thing was a uh, storyboard for Bret Hart and uh, Stone Colds. Uh, heading into what they would be feuding, I mean, they were still feuding last year, but now they'll be feuding, continuing. So this was pretty good. I think um, this rumble has a lot to be um, on on competition with in terms of badness, but um, yeah, I enjoyed it
0: definitely. Yeah, uh, for me, it doesn't rank up against the the very best rumbles, mainly because of just how sparse the the roster was when you're having to rely on uh, uh, links with CMLL, when uh, the amount of jobbers in the match, um, it is all about uh, very isolated moments. And then I think the finish is brilliant, uh, really well worked. uh, And it it kind of... uh, it it changes the dynamic of, of what happens at WrestleMania because obviously there's controversy about who wins, uh, which leads to the the, the pay-per-view next and, and the winner of the rumble not actually getting a title match, which is uh which is very, very unique. Um I did like Brett as well kind of showing more of that that uh, heel side that he, that we're gonna see of him. He uh, essentially grabs uh, Vince by the by the collar. We see Jim Ross uh, essentially brown nosing Brett saying, Yeah, I I, I saw you eliminate him. Um, that Jim Ross will, will soon change his tune when he becomes Austin's uh, essentially mouthpiece and then King saying that they should suspend Brett uh, from the WF for laugh. Um That may be coming sooner than you think, King. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I thought that this this rumble has saved the rest of the pay-per-view for me. Um if you if you go and watch this this uh pay-per-view, you would probably be, be skipping the majority of the show to get to this match, I think. Definitely. hmm So now it's time for, for the main event. Um and we get a, a bit of a recap of what's happened with uh with uh, Shawn Michaels and Sid and how we've got to this point. Uh the the attacks on uh on Jose Lothario uh, Putting Pete Loth- Pete Lothario, that will never not be funny. Uh, Putting Pete Lothario through a table. Um, uh, Sean Michaels essentially having to grow up and uh, and um, look after his mentor rather than than uh, um, retain the title. Um, yeah, the, the, the promo is uh, essentially just the greatest hits of what's happened in this storyline. Then we see Shawn Michaels uh, um, claiming he had flu. Mm. I don't know if that's, uh, that's, that's, that's true or not. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's true or not either. Um, th- there, there is, and I could have my timeline completely wrong, but there was the infamous uh, flu game that uh, uh that michael jordan had uh i think um i think it may have been during the nba finals where uh, he may have uh he, he had a fever um or maybe possibly uh, the flu or some kind of food poisoning um so maybe there was a slight allusion to that i mm-hmm. i don't know but um <laughs> it, it, he seemed well enough <laughs> to be in this match he did
0: He he did, and it's one of his more calmer promos or one of his more calmer interviews over the last few weeks. We've seen him Mm. very uh, agitated to the point where you suspect he may have uh, had a little bit of Dutch courage when it comes to those interviews, but um, this one really kind of sets the the scene for me, how he's... uh, He's ready to take on on Sid. That he warns him that seventy thousand uh, screaming fans are gonna gonna threaten him, and that even though he doesn't feel well, uh, he'll be leaving as a as a WWF champion. Uh, now, apparently, according to rumour and innuendo, he had actually did have the flu, and he spent uh, most of the day uh, in Vince's office asleep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just uh on the toilet, you know, just <sighs>
0: Yeah, I'll be good, Vince. <sighs> just this just, just sucking into my veins. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Didn't know that, that uh that, that bathroom had a such a large mirror in it. <laughs> and where did all this flour come from?
0: This, this is confectioner's sugar. <laughs> <laughs> is
1: you someone making tea.
0: sweet tea in here? <laughs> <laughs> but here we are at the at the main event though uh Shawn Michaels looking to regain that uh that that title from from in. we also found out that this will be the last time that uh Lothario will be accompanying Sean uh because it's becoming uh a little bit too dangerous uh, and a, according to Jim Cornette it was actually because uh, uh Lothario wanted nothing much more to do with Shawn Michaels. Apparently, Shawn Michaels was actually a massive dick to, to Jose Lothario throughout this storyline. No uh, way. No. No, I don't believe
1: yeah. No. yeah, shock,
0: <laughs> shock horror. Um, but yeah, we we start with um, standard kicks and punches, uh, Sid being the, the, the aggressor. We get a, a crossbody. Um, Sid's head being uh, rammed into the mat. Um, again, kind of like a, a lot of... Uh, uh, the matches that we've seen it wasn't the best uh that these these guys can do and I, I don't think it was as good as the the survivor series match that that we have uh but i th- i still think it was uh it was head and shoulders the best non rumble match on this card uh, I really uh enjoyed it S- S- Shawn Michaels has a brilliant way of being this uh this smaller guy against these absolute giant monster heels and and really kind of a um has great chemistry with, with them. And, and Sid, we've, we've seen over the last few weeks, he, when he has the right dance partner, he can put in a good match. Um, and I think that this is, this is one of them. Um, so, but, uh, eventually we, we see, uh, um, basically, uh, vengeance with, uh, Sean Michaels, um, getting, uh, the, the TV camera, uh, Sid, hit, hitting Sid with it, um, we get um a kick out from, from that, but Shawn Michaels follows up with the sweetie music, uh gets the gets the pin and takes on the, the, the WF towel. Um obviously with him being the hometown boy, this was always going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. we would have sent seventy thousand people uh fuming out of the arena uh, and in Texas. That's probably not a good thing with all the, the carry-on and the and uh, the guns that, that would have been around. Um so yeah uh, yeah it was kind of like a, a good send home for the crowd. Um a decent match, Shawn Michaels uh, as champion. Um yeah, Tanner give us as a as a San Antonian San Antoniat yeah. give us give us your thoughts.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's it's an exciting moment for Sean, and unfortunately, um, you know, we, we'll, we'll we'll know more about where we go from here regarding Sean uh, recapturing the title. Um, I, I can't feel but a little bit disappointed with the match itself because of all of the the referee shenanigans and sid desperately trying to keep the title at at any cost I mean, that that is what he's there to do he's the champion he's want to do that mm-hmm. um right um but like the multiple referee stuff uh yeah i, I just was like okay whatever fine um but yeah, I mean, this was a this was one of very few occasions that we get where um, Vince actually puts over the hometown guy mm-hmm. uh, to, to winning a match, and I don't think that he would have given it to many other people at this time other than Shawn Michaels. Um, so yeah, well deserved, um, Shawn getting the win here. Um, it, it, it felt like it meant a lot in that moment, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see, I, I suppose. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, even even the the commentary team are putting over just how important this was, not just to uh, Sean, but to the San Antonio in general. Uh, I think uh, Jim Ross says uh, the, the kid has come home and, and won the title, and then obviously you've got Vince McMahon masturbating under the table whilst going, oh, my God, Shawn Michaels is the champion again. This is glorious. It's the best day in the history of the world. Um, we actually even see... Uh, Sean and Vince Hug, which uh which uh kind of uh, shows just how much Vince favours the heartbreak kid. But um I've gotta say I liked uh, Sid in this kind of short runners champion. I've always thought he the tile looks good on him. He looks like somebody who would be a champion. It's just a shame he never uh really kind of committed to wrestling enough to uh, for for a company to put the title on him long term, um, but yeah, uh, the 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 boy done good. Uh, Shawn Michaels leaves um, uh, the Rumble as champion, and as Tanner has alluded to, is he going to stay champion for long? I don't know. Uh, maybe the booking at WrestleMania kind of makes him lose his smile, perhaps. Uh, maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, but but uh, Danny, uh, what did you think of of this match?
2: Um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, it was a classic big man, uh, middle-sized man, I guess you can call it match. Um, uh, one thing that really interested me was ten years from now, the uh, Shawn Michaels would be in the main event having a classic with the Undertaker at the end of the two thousand and seven Royal Rumble mm-hmm. in San Antonio, Texas, but not in the same arena. So I wonder if there was any fans that were here at that arena uh, in ten years to come. So, but unfortunately, he wouldn't win. But yeah, it was a really good uh really good match. Um I feel like a lot of fans wanted Psycho Sid to win. Did you get that impression?
0: Uh I mean I certainly wanted Psycho Sid to win. I knew that he didn't <laughs> because I may have seen this before. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tanner as as someone from around those parts is Shawn Michaels the the golden boy of, of San Antonio that we all think.
1: I think that there's certainly um, uh, how do I explain this? Um, I, I think that people tend to look at Sean's career, the second half of his career, a lot more brightly than they do the first half of his career, um, and and with good you know with good reason. You if you watch 1996 through 1997. Um, You kind of see Sean all over the place. Um, He's the poster boy for the company at the time. Um, And he does kind of come across as pretty douchey. Um, And then the the more that you kind of like, I don't know, get to see Sean through 1997 and through 1998, that kind of ramps up a whole lot more. And knowing what we know now about Sean during that time period, I think that that definitely (laughs) uh, hurts a bit more watching this match back in retrospect. Um, There's no doubt about him being supremely talented. Mm -hmm. Like I would even say, no disrespect to Bret Hart, but there's nobody on that roster that was more naturally talented uh, than Shawn Michaels at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can totally see where Danny's coming from in that, if you watch this match, you're like, eh, well, of course Sean's gonna win. like why wouldn't Sean win? and then you you kind of find yourself rooting against Sean in spite of this right like in in spite of how good of a wrestler that he is, mm-hmm. um you know you you don't want him to win because he is he is good he is that he is that good he's he's the John Cena of his time, really yeah. Yeah. It, it's, Not it's, that John I, Cena was a technically good wrestler or anything, but you you see you see what I'm saying, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's I don't even think it's it's as black and white as just disliking him because he's good. I think it's more because he knows he's good, yes. and he he plays on that, and he really kind of like. Rouse up the the fans rouse up the other wrestlers because of how good he is but that's uh that's the 1997 uh royal rumble wrapped up um let's have uh some overarching thoughts about the the show uh is it a hit is it a miss or what are some uh high points and low points uh danny let's go to you first um i'll kind of
2: give, give this one a, a thumbs in the middle really because um I thought that this was going to be a terrible show when I put it on, but I was surprised <laughs> there was um, <laughs> there was a lot uh, that I liked in I there. I
0: thought this was going to suck!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did, really. But um, yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it for the most part, so it, it, it's not um, something I'll go back and watch, but it is something uh, I enjoyed while watching mm-hmm.
0: it. And Tana?
1: Yeah, um, I got to agree with Danny here. I would say Thumb's thumbs more in the middle than anything else, Um if you're gonna watch anything from this mat uh, from this show, rather, I would say definitely check out the Royal Rumble match itself. Uh, just for even just for historical purposes, you know, it's it's a it's a solid match. Uh, not the best Royal Rumble that you'll ever see, but it's it's certainly solid and it's and it's different. It's definitely different compared to most Royal Rumbles that you'll see, mm-hmm. especially like. You know, if you like the those classic CMLL wrestlers, um, you know from yesteryear, uh, you'll you'll get a lot of good surprises there. Um, But this is not a mind blowing card that you have to go out of your way to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, If you did, thank you for joining us and watching it along with this show. Right, like thank you, because it's if it's if it weren't for you, you know we wouldn't still be. <laughs> doing this subjected to this.
0: <laughs> no, and I've i I've got to echo both you guys though. So I think it's very much a, a thumbs in the n- middle and I think it's actually saved by the rumble and the main event. Um I think mm. if you mm-hmm. if you base this off the first four matches, it's a, a thumbs down for me. Uh, nothing in those matches um, really kind of stands out as as important. And even in the rumble there's a lot of um filler um, mm. And but there is also kind of some really cool stories and spots that are, are in there, and I think the the finish is is one of the more unique ones, which absolutely um, makes this rumble stand out a lot more. The main event was was also. Um, decent without being flashy um so yeah it's definitely uh a missable show um but but uh if you do go back and watch it uh first of all again like Tanner says thank you uh but but focus on the rumble and kind of give the uh don't give your full attention to the first the opening four matches because you will only be disappointed
1: <laughs> yeah that just sums it up pretty well i think
0: so, for next week's show, it's uh, the Monday uh, Night row after the Rumble. Still in Texas. This time, I think we're in Beaumont, Texas. Um Damn so yeah tune in uh next week to to hear the fallout uh i think uh this is the episode where gorilla monsoon has a has a huge announcement regarding the uh the the controversy of the rumble and uh the the fallout from that so certainly want to uh to tune into uh for that uh but you'll hear that next week uh but that's pretty much it for from all of us here. Let's, uh, let's go around the horn and, and give our socials. Uh, Tanner, where can the, the good people listening to this show find you?
1: Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at TexasGentleman underscore. Uh, that's my, my personal account. Uh, or you could also uh, follow uh, follow the whole gang uh, o- over on uh, Radio Techers, uh, which is on t- Twitter at Radio Techers. Of course, R A D I O T E K K E R S. Uh, we've uh, we've got a-, a ton of wrestling content over there. Uh, we do also have uh, some some other presentations. Mags, of course, does five rounds over there on uh, on the YouTube channel and, and on Twitch. Um, and then we've also got uh, Radio Techers. Uh, live football, uh, which covers um, uh, the Premier League and Champions League and the other happenings in the world of, uh, f-
0: of football. So, yeah, that's a that's a good time as well. So go check that out. And the meat guy, the podcast prince, Scottish Danny. Where can uh, where can people find more of of you and your content? Thank you
2: for that compliment, Max. Um Yep, you can find well, me. Oh, it wasn't a compliment. <laughs> 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 thank you for that description <laughs> um, yep you can find me on Twitter at uh where I tweet r- r- random wrestling clips all the time um, and you can find me on Nitro Nights with the great Cy si Powell uh, you can find me on One Man's Meet with the great Chris Bellis and you can find me here because I'll be back next week
0: Woo-hoo. awesome yeah, all these other podcasters coming to try and poach our talent. What is this? 1997 ECW? How <laughs> dare they? Um, I'm just
2: at Jabroni level.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um you can also follow um our missing compadre Aura at OriTheDraw the Draw on all socials. That's uh, uh TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um yeah, go and show us some love uh we we miss her. She's the glue that holds this show together, and we are just floating on a on a sea of shit without her. So yeah, hopefully she'll be back next week. Uh, but as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at PodfatherMags. I am also starting to do the the ticky tocky thing. Uh, uploading little clips from the the podcast i'm involved in on there i don't know the name of it might be mag's all pods might be not i don't know i'll 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 chuck a link in the description uh so yeah definitely come and check those out um, I'm also heavily involved as, as Tanner said over at Radio Techers we have a, a lot of good fun over there really really proud of that project that, that uh, we're building um, covering a gamut of, of, of content not only to do with wrestling and football and MMA but also a lot of our, um, pop culture stuff and a lot of things coming in the pipeline so I'd definitely go over to um, the, the, the YouTube and the Twitch for Radio Techers, get yourself subscribed click the notification bell so you don't miss any of that content. I'm also here on uh, The Chair Shot with Badlands uh, and with Five Rounds, so definitely listen to that and listen to some of the other amazing content here on, on Chair Shot as well, and another group of superbly talented uh, creators, both uh, audio and in written, which you can find on the website at thechairshot.com. Uh, whilst you're here, check out some of the, the merchandise at uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash thechairshot. Uh, pick yourself up uh, uh, a lovely lovely chair shot 316 or uh jesus did the job t-shirt uh some uh, some really cool designs there so definitely go and check them out uh but that's it from from us this week uh we will uh, be back next week uh covering uh the raw after the rumble uh, so check that out and we will speak to you then always use your head